Watchful podcast <laughs> already sleeping away. on the job. Yeah, Dick turned around that mixer. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Narcolepsy over here. <laughs> All right, this week we watched the greatest film ever made. End of podcast. It's any given Sunday. We don't even have to talk about it. All you need, all you need to say is, "Wow." Is that your one word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's do a cer- our ceremonial shot here, real quick first. What do we have here? Prost. Uh, Cherry pie or something. You guys got one word? Yeah, my one word is also my C word. It's cock. And there was a lot of it in this movie. (laughs) And now I remember why I didn't play football in high school. What isn't the fact that I was 89 pounds? That was not the fact. It was because there was so much cock action in the locker room. You scared a cock? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wrestled, and that, you know, you're literally like humping somebody on the ground. There was less cock in wrestling than there is in football. Mine is going to be, I- I'm going to say jambalaya. 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 Did you notice that too? Yeah, it's like it's it's jambalaya. 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 What the fuck are you but saying? Three times he had said, you want Jambalaya. I'm going to try my jambalaya. But you think he was, was, he, was, he, was he trying to be stupid? Is that what he's trying to like show how he's stupid know. or what? I, I like know. how you both have like a Louisiana Al Pacino accent going. Well, wasn't that what he was going for? I couldn't figure out his accent. He was going from Italian to to Cajun to drunk Jewish. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was he was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's always you know a lot of screaming, a lot of like pause screaming. Yeah, but, like twenty different speeches throughout this whole movie. It all changed. I meant, uh, uh, well, Al Pacino's in this movie. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ooh, yeah. Jambalaya. <laughs> but it, it seemed like it started right around late 80s or 90s, where all of a sudden he, like, did a lot of yelling and a lot of, like, um, his voice changes. More gravelly. It was, like, gravelly. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Dog Day Afternoon. This is my favorite Al Pacino movie. I know what it is. Yeah, it's a great, great movie. And he, his voice wasn't like it is it like the earlier movies, so it well, is kind of weird. But when the Godfathers, he never screamed. I don't think once. Mike was really a real cool, <laughs> cool character. Yeah. You know, I think it started with. What did you just say? We <laughs> are. What does he say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the no, scent of a woman. Scent of a woman. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of where it started. Anyways, <laughs> this, this is my new thing. What's your new thing? That's what that's who was saying. You oh, know? Oh, <laughs> I'm not. On, I'm just gonna get real loud when I want to act. <laughs> too fucking tired. Too fucking blind. <laughs> yeah, who wrote this? I mean, anyone know who the screenwriter is for this movie? Because that was to me. I mean, we can t- we're gonna talk about everything, but that was probably the worst. Is that was the writing for this movie was awful. Um, I. To me, it was just the whole editing. <laughs> was uh, actually, I was gonna put obnoxious as my one word, just because this movie felt like I was on LSD. Mm-hmm. There are so many. What do you call those? Um, uh, cut-ins. Yep. Flash, like flashbacks, kind of thing. Not even. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they even had they like cut in. They just yeah. cut in, and they cut in, and then you'd be like two people talking, and also they cut in, and all of a sudden, uh, 
uh, Al Pacino and uh, Jamie Foxx are talking, and then they all of a sudden they show Ben Hur, and he cut in, and it's just, it's like there was just a lot of shit happening. Well, they wanted to make sure you knew that this is war. The NFL is like, or not the one, what is it? The AA? The AFFA? <laughs> AFA, wasn't it? Or AFFA? It's two, it's four letters, I think. But I think it's supposed to be like a USFL knockoff. It's okay. supposed to be like a, another league in addition to the NFL. Like if the USFL succeeded. Well, I mean, you knew that they were trying to be the NFL. They just didn't get the NFL rights to Well, they make a comment the about movie. the Dolphins still, the team across like the pond, like the Dolph, not pond, but across the street. So like, in this universe, the NFL also exists. So I think this is a separate league. When they wrote the movie, it was supposed to be the NFL, and Correct. they didn't get yeah. the rights, and so then they added a couple of those lines to make things pretty, you know. But to answer your question, John Logan wrote this film. It's his first ever uh, written film, and what's funny is the movies he wrote after this are like he wrote like four straight Oscar movies. At, so this is his first ever yeah. screenplay. Gladiator Company followed this next year. Uh, Time Machine, Last Samurai, Aviator. Wow! So f- the next four movies, four straight years, right after this. Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, maybe I don't know. It just, it just, I did not feel like you had so many wonderful, great actors in this movie, right? You have all these big stars, big and stars. it's like it, they're not one of the characters are memorable, really, like long term memorable. Like, yeah, of course, Al Pacino yelling is memorable, but. You didn't have any feelings for really any of these characters. Yeah, I never a lot really of, liked any of the characters. There was a lot of characters that were hated, actually. Yeah. You know, like even, I mean, even Jamie Foxx was supposed to be this, like, supposed to be this likable person, mm-hmm. but he really wasn't in this movie. No, he ended up coming He's off. He's kind like, of a jag. Yeah. But I think that's what he was trying to go for, too, is trying to explain how this is all. You know, Oliver Stone, as he's getting older, as you can see, his movie careers, they just get, he's trying to send too many messages. You know, he's always trying to. Like, oh, yeah, the NFL is bad and, and all the they're racist and they're it's drug addicts. And I'm not saying that there's not all this stuff. There is, obviously. But he just makes like a, a clown case about every one of those little issues. I think I don't yeah, know. I got I, I, same thing every time I watch an Oliver Stone movie in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, OK, who is he hating on? Who is he hating yeah. on? And I to me, I don't know about you two, but then it seemed like he blamed the media like he he made the media look like the bad person all the time. He made everybody. I, I know he made there was not one was person like, that looked good. I mean, I don't, I don't, there was, it was to me. I don't think this movie was coherent. I don't think like he, if there was a message, I think it was lost because there was this one dramatic scene between when Jamie Foxx visits Al Pacino at his house and he's talking about like, you know, like how black players and black coach, like why isn't there any black coaches, which at the time like was a true statement. There wasn't yeah. any black NFL. Like he has a serious, he was totally no, he's Michael talking, Vick. He's talking to Jim, uh, he's talking to John C. McGinley, like yeah. the Skip Bayless. This is what I'm talking about. That scene. I think he's, like he's Jim Rome. He's more like a Jim Rome. Jim Rome, Skip yeah. Bayless, like yeah. the, a mix of the two. But he's talking to him. He's talking about like how black players and black coaches don't get represented. Yeah. And it's like, okay, true statement. But then while that's happening, Al Pacino's getting tickled by Elizabeth Berkeley. In bed. <laughs> so it's like you have like a serious scene, like followed by an unserious scene of yeah. Al Pacino getting tickled by a hooker. Like, and Ben Hur playing in the background in a big screen movie. It's just, and as Elizabeth Berkeley played any other character besides a prostitute since Saved by the Bell. Has she, she been in any other character? This is role? our second movie where Elizabeth Berkley plays a call girl and our second movie where Cameron Diaz plays the daughter of an owner of a sports <laughs> franchise. <laughs> what are the odds? I mean, she does play a hooker real well. You she doesn't her. talk too much and, you know. <laughs> She's got a smoking body. Takes her, takes her clothes off. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good at that. 
No, I meant um, surprised you didn't get the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> two things that stood out to me. I'm, I'm at, I didn't hate this movie, but what I just it was just obnoxious. This movie was first of all it was 157 minutes. That's a long. That's two to, over two and a half hours of. They didn't yeah. need to go two and a half hours. People that were in the NFL, NFL players who watch it said it's one of the most realistic movies that they've ever seen from 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 a football side of things, and it, mainly because of the hitting. Even though we are, we were having strokes when we were watching it, like <laughs> they said, like the sound effects that they had, right. how I mean, how violent a sport football is in general. That they did a good job of showing that violence in that in that in that way, and that's what that's what Oliver Stone does. You okay, know? that's fine, but. That scene where the game was in the rain in the mud, come on. The rain's a little bit too much there, yeah. You know, it's like it's like you were playing in the backyard somewhere. It's mm-hmm. really dark. Uh, the the water's like four inches deep. It's just really yeah. muddy and rainy. And light, first of all, lightning, they call a game now when uh, they see one little blue spark in us 40 miles away, the game would have been canceled or delayed. So that's kind of... That was his, <laughs> platoon, that was his platoon callback scene right there. <laughs> Okay, I was joking about the uh, Elizabeth Berkeley getting the Oscar, but I think she has an actual case that year. Here we are. Best Supporting Actress, 2000 Oscars. Went to Angelina Jolie for Girl Interrupted, which I don't think anybody's ever seen the movie Girl I, Interrupted. I have seen it. And she like sneaks through. She sneaks out of this mental health hospital or some shit. And she's just uh, I remember this. Yeah. Well, the movie came out in. Who was the other girl? There was two girls that were in the hospital together. It was Angelina Jolie and some other girl, and they were. Almost lesbian adult the whole game. So, yeah, you should watch it, actually. Then the other uh, nominees were Tony Collette in Sixth Sense, barely in the movie. Uh, Catherine Keener being John Malkovich, where mm-hmm. you probably gave that, you know. Ooh, that's a good movie. Cameron Diaz, two good movies in 1999. Yep. Again, Samantha Morton, Sweet and Lowdown. I don't think anybody's ever seen Sweet and Lowdown. Chloe Sevigny, Boys Don't Cry. So I'm not saying Elizabeth Berkeley was snubbed, but I think a case <laughs> could be made. <laughs> Um, now I can find out why uh, Cameron Diaz was so awful acting in this movie. She is putting all her energy over at <laughs> being John Malkovich. <laughs> you know, she couldn't she couldn't put that much energy in two movies at the same time. She is so like you don't. I just think she was in this movie. There was not really any true feeling. Time I felt like, oh, she's really the boss, and that she's like it was all fake lines, yelling and stuff. It was just not realistic to me that at all. I was, think was her mouth too big, <laughs> and that's what it was. <laughs> you too. Um, I think Cameron Diaz is like a sneaky great sports owner. <laughs> Just hear me out. In this movie, first like uh, first thing she wants to do is modernize the offense. I mean, we'll talk about Al Pacino's coaching because I think that warrants at least thirty minutes. Yeah. But the fact that she wants that she realizes that she has like the next Lamar Jackson, and they're still running like halfback draws to a running back that's gaining like two yards a carry. Yeah. Again, she, how is she the only one that's seeing this? That hey, we need to modernize. We need to air it out. Run it with the quarterback. I almost thought that everybody saw it except for Al Pacino <laughs> and LL, LL Cool J. Like those are the only two people that didn't see <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, uh, great point number two. Get rid of all the vets that are over the hill. Um, Dennis Quaid plays a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback, so it's like a. He looks like he's 50. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, you know, last hurrah. She's saying you can get a second or third. You know, sign me up. Mm-hmm. You can get an offensive lineman, two offensive linemen with those second and thirds, protect your Willie Beeman star quarterback for the next 15 years. And then two, 
she was right. Like Al Pacino's completely lost it. Like he, yeah. other than maybe giving a good speech in the locker room every now and then, like this man does not know how to coach football. Like, <laughs> remember when you were on the playground in the hood? <laughs> so, so that speech he gave the first, the first speech he gave um, when um, Dennis Quaid got hurt, it was halftime and you were in the locker room and he's going off and just like going off. Then all of a sudden he goes, now defense. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was just like just play defense. Just play defense. <laughs> Thanks, coach. You can see he's an offensive thinker. Well, Al Pacino, like, so I don't well, I don't want to get too far in, but like his first sin is that second game. Like, so Willie Beeman goes off because um, Do you need his name Beeman? Be a man. Do you notice that in there? No. Oh, as his name is spelled be a man. So uh, it's like it was supposed to be a message that, you know, he's supposed to be a man instead of little boy like he was acting. But Jamie Foxx comes into the game because Dennis Quaid and this backup get hurt. Now, in the next game, he, Jamie Foxx goes off. I think he, what, he has like two touchdowns and no interceptions in one half. The next game, Al Pacino's already starting the backup quarterback. Who It shows he's like basically Nathan Peterman, like the man mm-hmm. – can't throw the ball more than five feet. Doesn't remember where his helmet is. So that's El Pacino's first sin. He's just really a bad coach because he keeps giving LL Cool J the ball. And he's <laughs> he's like Sony Michelle. He's averaging like one and a half yards per He runs the same play three straight times in that game. Like He's like, I know this coach. I know this coach. Meanwhile, he's like, I got to run the same play. Other, on the other end of the field... Opposing coach, it's a run play. Like, you, you don't might, tell me how to coach. Reminded me more of Sean Alexander in his late latest year. Um, L. Cool J. Does he look? He was like the run only, the ball. He might be one of the one of the few stars when you when you consider um, Jamie Fox, Bill Bellamy, the other guys that were non football players that were playing, you know, playing football players in the movie. I would say L. Cool J. of that group. Looked like most like a football player. Yeah, Dennis Quaid Bill-wise. was Dennis Quaid was not a good. Dennis Quaid was awful. No. Bill Bellamy is a skinny little kid. I mean, <laughs> if you see Bill Bellamy, you wouldn't have, wouldn't have a chance. Even Jamie Foxx, I think, is what like five foot two, five foot four, maybe. I don't know. He's a little he, short guy. His throws you know? too were were not. He's like Doug Flutie. He's like Doug Flutie with legs, right? Yeah. Do you know who was supposed to who was supposed to do the quarterback before? Yeah, Puff Sean Puffy Combs <laughs> he came in there like he shoot, he passes like a girl. <laughs> I <know. laughs> I saw him throw a ball once, and, a, and it was like, how, how did this guy even get mentioned yeah, he, for this Yeah, I think movie? he did. He think he threw a first pitch out Somewhere, at the Yankees game or yeah. something, and he, like, he, like, he got he like halfway girl. there. Yeah. <laughs> this was the guy they had for this movie? Well, he was hot. You know, he was, that was, he was, he was like guy. number one in the rap scene at that uh, time. <laughs> we need a black guy. Speaking of rap scene, um, when, they, when <laughs> finally Jamie Foxx comes in the game, he's starting to do stuff, and they play that um, <laughs> song by DMX. That's my N-word. <laughs> yeah. That's my N-word. That's my N-word. I'm like, no, this is just kind of ra- like this is a white director and white uh, music producer choosing that when finally this black guy's doing good, they're going to put in the that my N-word song. I don't know. I, I can see I if think- there was a black director that would that be might be OK. But Oliver Stone wanted to be so <laughs> hip. You know, He wanted to make this movie like, you know, at the time, what is that? 20, 20 some years ago, I meant MTV, the beauty videos. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was a music Shock video. in the face. Yeah. yeah, it was a yo MTV raps type of thing. And it was like, it, it almost had to have, he had to have like the shock value every time. The music mm-hmm. was always pumped. The, like I said, the cut-ins were over the top. Did so, you listen like some of the um, sound effects? 
that they were using during the tackling, I heard animals like <laughs> screaming. Probably, I heard yeah. like there's a lot of thunder. Yeah, there's like all a different. Lot of listen, there was like car crashes. You could hear if you heard you heard like the screeding of, like wheels, and it's like he's like he just is out there, man. He might have been on acid doing this movie actually. <laughs> well, there was some type of peyote being passed because there's also t- every time. Uh, Dennis Quaid stepped back in the pocket like there was a Native American spirit rain dance yeah, going on, yeah. like some chants. So. I heard that too. <laughs> um, I heard during the filming of this movie, there was a lot of peyote and peyote and all kinds of stuff going on. I guess that they were fucked up. Like they, You talk about uh, movies like Animal House and all these different ones that have these legendary stories of the actors just going crazy. Supposedly, they had like hired all these girls you see in the background um, in a lot of these scenes. These are actually like strippers and showgirls from the area that they actually brought in because they wanted to keep the, the football players' attention because they were sitting there on take for so long. They wanted to have some girls that could, they could mess around with and party with after, after the show. If you told me that Oliver Stone, like instead of using sugar, put cocaine on his Frosted Flakes, I'd believe you. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> that either, was the time, too. Did either of you see this movie in the theater when it came out? I may have. I don't know. I may have. I don't. I mean, I know I saw it, but I don't remember if I saw it in a theater or not. I may have. I did not. First time I saw it was on TV, and um, so when I saw it on TV, I actually saw the cut version because I didn't know there was any nudity in this movie. So I was telling Gene I uh, watched this movie on the way to Austin last week on a plane. So I'm watching because I figure, okay, I don't remember any nudity or anything mm-hmm. going on, and it gets like halfway to the movie. Well, a shower scene comes up, and all you see is all these dongs and these black dongs, and these these guys are just hanging out with these hogs. And all of a sudden, I was like, I look around, I was like, You're between a, two guys. No, there's, there's like a kid behind me, I'm sure, fucking saw that. So right away, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I shut it off. I was like, I gotta watch the second half somewhere else. <laughs> hey, mom, how come that guy in front of me is watching some guys in the showers? It's probably more accepting if it was you were watching guys than if you were watching girls actually on a plane. <laughs> It's the movie Stripes where the guy's just watching the <laughs> women showering. How do you guys think LT did? I think LT was one of the best actors in this movie. And that's not lie. that's no lie. Like <laughs> LT I thought, was LT. Basically. I felt. I mean, I felt to... of all the characters, I felt more on LT when he was talking, and he didn't. It didn't even seem like you know. Sometimes these athletes get on here and they're really bad actors. I thought LT did a good job <laughs> acting as I think, himself. I think too many actors try to change themselves like you know try to be mm-hmm. somebody different where lt was like i'm just gonna be lt where i can't yeah. speak and <laughs> you know, just go for it yeah you did great um i got a question normally gene asks all the questions i'm gonna ask one of you guys what part of this movie did you think was I, there's a lot of over the top stuff or unreal or over the top um the most unreal over the top Part of the movie was actually the knight's uniform. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Those were those awful. Were, those were awful. Oh and god. even their stadium—it was like a um, oh what is that god. whole triangle thing? What's like the uh, the Illuminati? Like they had like the Illuminati eye in the center of the stadium yeah. and stuff. It's like what kind of weird shit's going on here? That had to be the worst uniform ever. <laughs> oh my god! Gene, the most unrealistic part in this movie? Yeah, over the top. Was probably. When the first it was the first game, when Dennis Quaid gets hurt and the backup comes in, his first play that is called is a drop back pass. I think that was the most unrealistic part of the movie. In reality, that's a handoff. The one time he doesn't hand it off to LL Cool J is that backup's first. You snap. need a backup quarterback who was eating. I think wasn't he eating like potato chips or something or reading a paper. I don't know. It was is just... your is, is yours a, a football play? Mine is a, a scene. Uh, okay. No, mine is actually. 
Since there's another one, but I'm, I, I was going to wait. Here, the here's end my take. That, but. Here it is. Jamie Foxx plays two to three games, I think. And he's already a star. And already he's rap. making a rap video. Um, he's got sponsors. He's on magazines. He's like everywhere. It's like, come on. He played two and a half games. And he's like supposed to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. The 90s, who was the a books. third string quarterback who was drafted in like the seventh round. Well, can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Um, that was my over the top. Jimmy Fox is basically Lamar Jackson. I thought he's my, I thought he's basically Michael Vick. Michael Vick, same person. Yeah, yeah he can yeah. run and throw. But Michael Vick was like the first. There was a lot of like Moon and these guys who could run, but Michael Vick was the first one where it's like you just run every time. Maybe you'll get a throw down the field, but just you 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 do everything yourself. And it was like no, they had somewhat kind of a play, but it was like more. You just create. I agree. Create yeah. for yourself. You know. So this is year six for him, and he's a third string quarterback on. This Miami Sharks team. So year six, he got drafted six years ago in the seventh round. So the truth and, is that he could not read. So he could never read a playbook to well, figure out plays, right? Not the reason that he's never gotten a start. Apparently, he was a first-round talent, like Heisman contender for the University of Houston. Then he takes a $300 like tattoo or whatever gift, and he gets suspended. And he drops seven rounds. Now I just I I don't know about you, but there's I remember a, the '90s. People had people that killed people. No, like, they were still getting drafted in the first two uh, rounds. Look at what happened yeah. with Deshaun Watson. Like he got a three hundred million dollar contract, and he yeah. there's a chance he could have went to prison. So like you're telling me that this guy who's going to be the next best quarterback like, in the '90s, Ray sure Lewis. he doesn't go first, but maybe he goes second instead. Like, Ray instead Lewis got resigned after he murdered somebody. Not only does he go seventh, but then now he's a third string quarterback for everybody in the league. It's like for six years. If you were that good. They're going to play right away. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was pretty, I don't know. Like he's like blackballed by the NFL because he like cheated in college. It doesn't <laughs> well, make any sense. It would have been better if he was like a three-year quarterback, like a Favre story where it's like, you know, you, you, you weren't right. playing at all. And all of a sudden you come over to this other team. They need a quarterback right away. You come on and do something like that. That yeah. would have been a better story. Right now. Or he's like, like year one. Right. Yeah. They yeah. draft them in the yeah. seventh round. Yeah. The Miami Sharks. But was did. Favre a second year player when he finally Got over. Was he traded his second year? He was traded after his rookie year, I believe. Yeah, the second year. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was like, something like that would be, have been more realistic for sure. Yeah, but year six, like, that's that's already, like, in your second contract. I know, like, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Jamie Foxx was actually the black uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Al Pacino didn't even, like, know Jamie Foxx's name. Like, how do you not know? That, you that have guy, three quarterbacks on your roster. How do you not know all three quarterbacks? Put, put in the guy who's reading the paper and eating chips over there. <laughs> they should have just had him, like, in a hot tub at, 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 at during the halftime there, you know? <laughs> Sunglasses with the Walkman on. To be honest, though, the cuts didn't really bother me. And I think that's just a, a sign of the times because now... Everything's so fast. Well, I mean, just think about, like, Marvel movies, like, thinking about... Avengers Infinity War, there's probably like, if this movie had 3,000 cuts, there was probably 6,000 cuts in Infinity War. So I, like the yeah, nauseous, yeah. I can imagine, I, I know people probably back then were probably like puking their guts out in the movie theater because it was getting, <laughs> but now it's like, it's normal. So, um, you were talking about unrealistic stuff. Another one that was kind of unrealistic is that uh, the team would actually give to Dare <laughs> in Miami. Of all places, like they're gonna donate money to Dare to clean up the drug streets in Miami. Is <laughs> they're blow as doing blow at the party at the Dare party? <laughs> so, this movie tried to. Do either one of you seen the movie North Dallas Forty? It sounds so familiar. Who was in it? 
uh, Nick Nolte. Okay. It was, uh, it yeah, was, I mean, they I stole remember. everything from North Dallas 40 aging players, players getting shot up with the painkillers and the needles and, uh, injuries, uh, an owner who everybody hated, uh, a young player who wants to beat out the new player. It was almost exactly North Dallas 40 was an awesome movie, but they but, were, but they were playing like flag football. Right, <laughs> I think mean, there was not real tackling in the movie. Or oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't have like obviously a microphone on someone's ass where you could hear like <laughs> bam, pounding and everything. But um, uh, what I was going to say was that in North Dallas Forty, it was more believable than this, this movie. Like back then, there was parties where guys would be like with naked chicks, uh, sawing car in a half, or uh, sawing a car in a half. Mm-hmm. Um, where this movie here, they showed, like, they're all together playing volleyball on the beach. I think there was one scene. What fucking NFL players are all together playing volleyball on the beach or going to everybody's houses and stuff? That shit doesn't happen. Maybe a couple players Actually, here Actually, now you want to keep it smaller so you don't get caught, caught on social media or anything. Like, you want to keep it a small, really tight group of people just, you trust, and then you get the whores and the drugs. No you one, do like, it all, <laughs> all in a nice little hotel room down on the back You ain't going to have a whole NFL team going, hey, guys, let's all go to the beach and play volleyball and get together, you know, and go to this guy's house and let's go bowling. It's like, fuck, no, that's not how it works. Back in the 80s, 60s, Bowling is a 70s, bad example. Yes. I heard Bobby Portis just goes, hangs out, and does bowling in, in Milwaukee here all the time. With this whole Second team. The whole bowler. team comes and goes together. No, he just okay, hangs by himself. He, hangs out, he likes to hang out with the locals. In this movie, they make it sound like all the players are with each other 24 7. I like up. how you like lose sleep. Like you get so angry about the most <laughs> minuscule <laughs> things in movies that you're like <laughs> losing years off your life. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain how this they stole everything from North Dallas Ford. You're going on a John C. McGinley as Jim Rome <laughs> type of rant here. Uh, <laughs> um, Speaking of McKinley, oh, no, we'll, we'll, hold, we'll hold that off for later. Yeah, keep the Dr. Cox text for later. Yeah, I will. Another uh, unrealistic football scene in this movie or yes football scene but football action is every single play because in every (laughs) single play the edge rushers are unblocked immediately (laughs) taking shots like the moment the ball is hiked there's an edge rusher just unblocked getting a free pass at the quarterback jamie fox has to like duck and roll almost every single play that every tackle slash cheap shot shot in this movie is career ending. Yep. Like they're going for the knees. They're going like, they're going for the jugular. It's almost like, um, Oliver Stone never watched football like once in his life. His only, his, thing his is, only it, like view of football is from the video game NFL blitz, which came out a year prior <laughs> 98. Like he played NFL blitz, but never actually watched an at, NFL game. And he only watches red zone. Yeah. Cause like, first scoring, of all, first scoring of all, is out, out of control. I'm going to bet the over in the AFFA every single time. My guess is he's thinking more of the 80s. I mean, the 80s were more violent. There was not as many rules against late hits and the, some of the things they have now. So it was definitely more violent. You're right. This is just like any other movie. Rocky would not have been able to keep his <laughs> arms down the whole time and take every fucking punch. But it's so fun to watch him get it punched, you know, 15 times. So. Every play is like a Hail Mary or a sack for 30 yards. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> or a two two and a half uh, yard draw from LL Cool J. <laughs> but uh, did you like or did not like when this movie showed like a football uh, scene was going on? They showed like the first play. Let's say they're at the twenty, their own twenty. Then also the next play they're at the five yard line and they score. And the next team gets up. It's like did it? it there was no like some movies you watch. And it's like they're going to show the whole 
Yeah. Fucking Couple plays. 16 downs to get down to a touchdown, you know, but well, this... they, they seem to jump from like right week three to week 12. Also, <laughs> like they're like always already in the playoffs. And I was like, what happened? So did no, they, they win start... like nine in a row? No, it was week nine or whatever. Ten when, when they started. Was, yeah. So the they game, because like... it made it sound like they were, they were, they started the season one and three or something like it that. It was or... week 13. So this is another gripe I had. It was week 13 was the game we saw. Okay. Let me do the math here. Yeah, well, I believe it was week 13. Yeah, it was week 13 is when we cut in. Um, they're seven and six after that loss. Okay. And they're talking about like playoffs are locked up. Like playoffs, you're seven and six. You're almost 500. Like what does every team in this league make the playoffs? How are you like guaranteed playoffs? <laughs> like the you NHL. can lose three more games to be seven and nine. Like, yeah, but usually in our NFL, if you win two more games, you're going to be in a playoff. You know, you win nine games normally. But Al Pacino is like making it seem like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got yeah. three games left. We're at seven and six. Like, we're all good. Like, he's no like, need to like worry. He's like Belichick. He knows he can win them. Okay, more more schedule talk here. Did you guys look at the schedule? I did not. They have a week 16 bye. So we, <laughs> we came in, at the game was during week 13. They have two more games. Then they have a bye before the final Wouldn't game. Wouldn't that be the greatest time to have a bye, though? Like, <laughs> yeah. which, which team would be, like, trying to vote? Like, how do you get that lottery? You know? That doesn't sound fair at all. <laughs> right before the playoffs, you get everyone to get to rest? <laughs> that sounds awesome. The New England Patriots have a bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Bill Belichick is part of the committee the scheduling. <laughs> So yeah, week sixteen bye for the Miami Sharks. Another thing I know. Can you name the teams real quick? I think I think our <laughs> listeners would like to hear some of these cities that these teams are from. So this was on the schedule. This isn't all the teams in the league, but this is who they played. Okay, sure, because they talk about the main androids at one point, but they're not on the schedule. Like uh, there's a team in Maine. You talk in about you talk about, you talk about how boring it is in Green Bay. People say, you know, can you imagine being up in Maine? <laughs> what are you gonna do for fun there? But these were the teams on the Sharks schedule. 2000 schedule the seattle prospects the texas rattlers the minnesota americans the houston cattlemen the washington lumbermen the la breakers the oregon pioneers the new york emperors chicago rhinos colorado blizzard san francisco san francisco knights orlando crushers wisconsin icemen kansas twisters and the california crusaders wait there's two knights you said the San Francisco Knights? Yeah, and then there's the, the Dallas, Dallas Knights, who they don't play. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a really brilliant fucking move by the league right there. <laughs> well, there's two teams in the Pacific Northwest, too. There's a team in Portland and Seattle. And, then and there's also a team, you know, you have two teams in L.A. You have L.A. and California, right? Or where is it? Yeah, yeah. I assume and California. San and San Francisco. Yeah. Those names are all politically correct, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> So my Emperors. Wisconsin Iceman, by the way, would be a great NHL team. If I think the Texas Rattlers. Right. I think the Texas Rattlers sounds pretty good too. Well, there was a arena football team, wasn't there? The Rattlers from Texas. Uh, I don't know where they're from, but I'm almost like ninety. I'll bet my left testicle on it. Sure, wasn't the Albuquerque Rattlers? <laughs> I could have swore there was a. I just love that Albuquerque it's the Arizona Rattlers. Heyo. Okay, I just love that. Still Albuquerque. Playing. How does Albuquerque get a team? How many how many people are in Albuquerque? <laughs> Seriously, how many people are in Albuquerque? And what is the what is the average cost of uh, cost of living there? Because you know nobody's paying for no damn NFL tickets in Albuquerque. Well, I do know a song for that team. Weird Al did, so <laughs> they could come out to that song. <laughs> we'll get to the ending because I have a lot of gripes with the ending. My last um, that play call was just the worst. 
You know, you know, play call I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Well, Al Pacino like is the most conservative man. No, not even Al Pacino. I'm talking about the other team. They are up by four points and are in field goal range and choose to go on a four, a fourth down. I don't mind that. Win the game. Trust your defense. You're going to win the game if you score a touchdown. You scored field goal. No, because it's only seven. I get it. Like, you get the first down, kneel it out. I trust my offense to get one yard. You know who, that co- you know who their coach was? Do that. It was Johnny Unitas. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that guy? He had, like, an old school 19. Who was the coach that had, like, a. Johnny Unitas. Yeah, what's up with Dallas that? Dallas Knights. Why was he looking like that? Why was he dressing <laughs> well, like he's from the 20s? <laughs> well, even Al Pacino, they made these guys look, yeah, like you said, this is like filmed in the 60s or 70s. Everybody's just Bear Bryant. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> what the? F- and another thing, speaking of coaches, do you notice, like, no matter who he was playing or they were playing, they all look across at each other all the time. The coaches are like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. It's like, fuck. I don't, you're going to say I'm going to get upset again. But, like, no one does that in the NFL. Like, the coach was like, Play calls. Jim Brown. Yeah, there was like Jim, a hat tip at one right. scene. It was just one of the like, coaches gave like Al Pacino like <laughs> great, great slant call there on third and four. <laughs> you guys are talking about assistant coaches, and I just you made me think about Jim Brown and great, great. I would say one of the best football players of all time. They Hor- probably had the horrible two, actor. The two probably best football players in LT and Jim Brown. Horrible actor. He sucks. He's awful. <laughs> yeah. He is another Did one. Uh, totally unbelievable. It's like, what what are they doing out there? Oh no! I mean, like, you've dude, you obviously never seen. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> Great acting. He did good in that one. So my last comment about the scheduling. We can get back to the movie. The Miami Sharks have games versus or two games versus three teams. So that I would assume would be your divisional foes, correct? That they play these three teams twice. Yep. Yeah. Here are the three teams that the Miami Sharks play twice. The Minnesota Americans, the Chicago Rhinos, and the New York Emperors. What kind of division has two teams from the Midwest, one from the Southeast, and one from the East Coast, Northeast Coast? What, what are these divisions in this AFA? Maybe they're just two divisions. East and West. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. We're like past half, 30 minutes in, and we have not talked about the two best characters in this movie. Which one do you which one do you think is the James best Woods, the team doctor. <laughs> Matthew Medine, the uh, the intern. And Anne Margaret. <laughs> the drunk ass owner. Of all the life. ladies of all the ladies that are over sixty that I would want to hang out with, I think Anne Margaret at her prime right there no, would have no been doubt. the best. Would have no been doubt. the best. You know, in her prime, I do it right now. So. I, I know, but I'm saying like her, like <laughs> she drunk up. Like, you imagine her like over, her, her over at the jacuzzi tub, hanging over at my house at the jacuzzi tub. <laughs> well, how about Charlton Heston in this movie who plays like the? <laughs> well, it's just so funny they show him at Ben Hur, you know, the Ben Hur scene, right, right, and then they have him as the he's as the main commissioner. He's a commissioner. He's the, well, what's the first thing he says to Cameron Diaz? How's your mom doing? <laughs> it's like, Everybody, the coach is with the mom, the commissioner's with the mom. Everybody's like, How's your mom doing? What's your mom up to? Who do you Can think? Can we talk about the, my team here? Uh, how's your mom doing? <laughs> I think Willie Beeman would fuck his mom. Her, my mom. <laughs> James Woods. Yeah, let's so talk wait, about him. Um, when was Casino? What year? I want to say 95. So he took that character. I think that was him in hiding, so he hit his name, so now he was a doctor in this movie. Mm. It was the same exact character. Come on, you yeah. gotta 
You gotta help well, me out of this. Doctor Harvey Mandrake, <laughs> but <laughs> it was his character Casino. I'm though bad. James Woods has played some amazing movies, but it's the same. That's character. his character in almost all the. I know, other but movies it was he like plays. he plays the same character be, in almost everything. Matter of fact, I'm gonna that segment right now. What movie? It's like the cutoff of. It's gonna be have the James Woods story of how he went from. Uh, the Serious character. to creepy. His name was Lester Diamond. Lester, yeah. You go from Lester Diamond to this doctor. <laughs> yes, and how he did it, how he changed his name, got a fake degree for a doctor. Because, <laughs> like, he's just giving guys shots left and right. To, I mean, uh, that, even at the end when um, Al Pacino tells him to leave, you're out, gone. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, fuck, I don't give a fuck. What the fuck? I'm out of here. I think it's one part. I don't think it's realistic that all these doctors are doing. I mean, I think there's probably some shady doctors that will do some shady shit. But overall, I don't think it's like that. But I think it's what's real is that those doctors do not want anybody else looking at their patients. Like, because they know it's all based on their opinion, whether that's a concussion or whether that's an injury like this, when his, when his uh, nephew all of a sudden mentioned that he had, he had take, he had, was doing, I think it was on LT, like he was doing his own studies on LT and he's like, wait, wait, tell me, you, you get my, pa- that's my patient. Like you don't look at that stuff. You don't get to do that. And I think that's real because the more people that would see it, then they're going to kind of question that. Matthew Modine was his nephew? That's what it, it was some kind of relation, I thought. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe he was just act, acting like it was. I, I thought I said something line about like, that's why I brought you in here in the first place kind of a thing. Too. Oh, okay. Maybe I was wrong about that. Is James Woods Al Pacino's like right-hand man? Because in every se- football scene... James Woods is on the sideline, like next to Al Pacino. It is well, here, this is like, a very great play call, Al Pacino. Like almost every time. Like, this is a very injury. Are, aren't, aren't you a team doctor? Like, why are you? Well, this is a very. Are you injury- calling out blitz packages? What are you doing on the sideline next to Al Pacino? This is an injury-prone team. Okay, I mean, let's be honest. He's going to have more play than most of the other guys on the field. It just seemed like he was like the co-defensive coordinator when Al Pacino was on defense. I don't know. <laughs> He's calling timeouts from the side. I think he didn't he clap when when uh, Cap got up from the like, like Cap was finally like like he was back is broken on that first play and he finally got up and even the doctors out there and he's like oh look look at him <laughs> you know he got up good job you know. <laughs> I just love like because this is the same year as Varsity Blues. And that's like the same type of coach, like where it's like his fifth concussion in the sixth game. Like, can he play? <laughs> Get him out there. I want him out there. You know, he's coach, he's had five concussions in the last week and a half. Yeah, but can he? Can he? Can he get his helmet on? Like <laughs> the thing is with LT, they're like, I don't know if he's concussed or not. <laughs> that's LT he's talking the exact same. I was just gonna say. <laughs> Do you think it was a little lazy on Oliver Stone to call his character Shark and the team's name is the Sharks? I thought that was a little lazy. <laughs> that was his nickname, the Shark. The Shark. <laughs> so, I have one, another couple questions about Cameron Diaz as the owner. Is she too hot to be an owner? No, I mean I don't. I, I don't just know. look at like all the NFL owners right now. Like I look at Jerry Jones and I look. I'm at, a bust. Think of NFL, oh, NBA, NBA Lakers. Yeah, and I think that's what Oliver Stone was kind of thinking about with this character. Actually, I just don't like if you're too hot at your as a person. Like I feel like you're not going to be respected. I just can't. I I get that a lot. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like can you imagine if is the Bucks just, is that why I'm not respected <laughs> by anybody? If the Bucks owner. <laughs> died and like Mallory Edens had to take over as owner I just don't see her like I just don't see certain players on the Bucks like 
at all listening to her. I'm just trying to think if there, if there was even a hot daughter that I've ever seen from any of the owners. I'm trying so to you're telling me Marge shot from the Reds? Was not <laughs> Eric's jeans looking at me like, who the fuck is Marge shot? Wasn't that the girl that gave you your first PJ? Google Marge shot. She's a beauty. I'm sure like all the owners have hot daughters. So they have hot wives, right? So. You just don't and see do you them. think do you think any and do they leave their do most owners leave their teams to their families? Well, no, because I guarantee you, like none of the daughters actually give a fuck about <laughs> these NFL teams, which is kind of cool about the Cameron Diaz character. Although, like her one hiccup as an owner is that she offered Jamie Foxx a contract extension one time after the second game, and they had like a little brief scene. It wasn't like a, like it was kind of like a side scene where it's his new uh, agent, and he's mm-hmm. like, you got to, like, you're getting offered two. I can get you five. Like, decline the deal. So Cameron already- Diaz just does not offer him another contract. Like, oh, he declined the two? Like, I guess we're just going to move on from this okay. all-pro quarterback. You Now you're talking about that whole deal, and you're, you're making me think all of a sudden about uh, their deal. Was he already talking to the coach who was planning on leaving? Was it, what's that called when you're like, you start tampering, tampering, was it tampering already? Cause he's had 5,000, he had a $5 million deal. instead of the 2 million that they were going to pay him, maybe the coach already knew he was getting rid there. He's getting rid of, he's already working with the other team and told them I'll get you five. I also like, okay. Another unrealistic, just thought of this now. He's like saying, I would rather live in Albuquerque than Miami. Has that ever been the case ever? Like, can you Never. imagine somebody spurning the Miami heat for, the Minnesota especially, Timberwolves. Especially Beeman. Beeman would, I mean, he's making music videos. He wants to be in Miami. Let's be perfectly honest. What is he going to do in Albuquerque? Yeah. There's no ta- right? No state, no state tax in uh, Florida, so it's probably a bunch of shit ton of taxes in New Mexico. There's yeah. a lot of blue meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also have one other character we haven't talked about, and there's a lot of characters we haven't talked about because there's maybe conservatively 700 characters in this <laughs> film. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice all the NFL play. I heard later, like, oh, Emmett Smith was in this, and and Terrell Owens was in this. Like, where were they on the other teams? I don't even remember seeing these guys. Terrell Owens came at the end, right at the end. But, was he on yeah, there? There was an Owens on the Miami Sharks. Yeah. Okay. He's like the other wide. Did you receiver. notice him? I mean, could you see his face at all? And he's wearing a helmet. And he's got Owens on his yeah. back. Yeah. I didn't know half these football players were in here. I had no idea. Well, you know, like Dick Buckus, Barry. I saw. I saw the guys who were coaches. Barry or, or Switzer announcers. was yeah. announcer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Warren Moon. And Oliver Stone was the other announcer because he needs to get his get himself out there too. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so one character we haven't talked about yet is Dennis Quaid's wife in this <laughs> film. She was my C word, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, what, what what was the? I'm trying to think of the movie that that I did. There's a movie that she, I, yeah, she's in the in. '80s that it's really good with her. I'm trying to think what it was or, or early '90s. It's like one of my favorites. She's dirty in it, and I, I can't remember what the movie is, but. When I saw her, I'm like, oh, I remember her from somewhere. Lauren Holly. Yeah, from what? Yeah. Oh, well, I know she was in Dumb and Dumber, but yeah. what was she in before? There was a there was a movie prior to Dumb and Dumber that was a really good erotic, may I say, thriller. Lauren Holly? I don't yeah. remember that, but. Okay, well, while you think of this movie, well, let me remember. ask you the question. What was her endgame? She Be- wanted her husband to stay in football so she could be the lead person at the all wife's parties. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that's what it was, right? It's like she was like digging up and talking shit with everybody. She was like the leader of the gang, the white, the wife's gang. And you don't need so, to be playing football to do that. Though. I mean, they're already rich, obviously. So why, what, what, why is she goes? Why does she slap him for wanting to like retire? I know she is. That's another thing. That's so the first the, wife ever that did that. Over to the top part of the movie too was her. What's well, funny like, is that she was just like, "You're not gonna retire. You're fine. You're fine." Yeah, like he's like, "You're gonna take an announcer job? Like you're gonna get paid millions to do nothing?" Like she was like insulted that he wanted to be an announcer, not a football player. But <laughs> here's my theory. Can I, <laughs> honey? I can't find my way home. You're fine. <laughs> Does he say something like, I can't feel like, something like I that can't see like half the time. I can't find your G spot. Well, he says something like, I can't feel my finger and like I lose sight like yeah. 50%. And she's just like, so, so she suck it so the she, fuck up. So, so she slaps, suck it up, she slaps it up. him back and gives him an, his 100th concussion. <laughs> Here's my, um, what's what's it? Cap Cap Randall? Is that his name in the movie? Cap uh, something. Cap. No. Cap's wife. Um, this is my theory on her. She wants him to die. Cap Rooney. Cap Rooney. Mrs. Rooney. She wants Cap Rooney to die. She wants <laughs> all of his money, and she wants to be. She wants him to die so that she doesn't. He doesn't die at like age sixty-two. She wants him to die now at age thirty-nine. That that's, way, she can take his money yeah. and then yeah. hook up with some other younger guy. Just keep you know, keep the cycle going. I like. I like. I, that I think that's. Yeah. I think that's a good move. Because she was like hell-bent on making sure he gets his, like, 1,000th concussion and, like, dying on the football field. A little scary. She was paying the other team players bounty bounty money. I'm looking through Mrs. Lauren Payton. Holly's... Uh, I'm looking through Lauren Holly's films, and I'm not seeing that movie, I thought, so I don't know if this was just, like, a wet dream I had. I was just going to say, you probably imagined it. Or what, but um, the only movie I can think of is... She Get was ready for Ford, the horny button. She was in Ford Fairlane. And it might have been something from Ford Fairlane, maybe that. It, that uh, see, I don't remember ever seeing her getting nude in NCIS. So. No, Ford Fairlane, maybe. All right, we haven't talked about it yet. How does an eyeball come out of a socket <laughs> during a football game? First of all, it can, can happen. We talk, can we, First of all, how, it can happen. <laughs> Sports science, talk me through it. I don't it know how it happen. actually falls out completely. I, I've heard, I've yeah, heard it where it pops, pops out, out, correct, and still correct. on its thing. But if this came out of the socket, but, but, but if someone hit it and then it knocked. It, all, it could have ripped out. You had to, like, grab it and pull it out out of it. Either way, it was stupid, and we were so yeah. too unbelievable. All the things you could do, you could have a guy's hand, like, you know, his finger all the way, like, the opposite. You could have to do so many crazy stuff that's realistic. <laughs> I just can't. I, go for the eyeball. I just don't believe that. I asked what was the most over-top part of the movie, and <laughs> none of us said an eyeball laying on the field. <laughs> all this other shit, but not one person. It was said. the step back on second and six after the <laughs> Way more unrealistic. I'm pretty sure I saw Bailey Zappi the other day in his first play, hand it off. But I did see an eyeball in that game as well, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about Dr. Cox? He's definitely, well, he's got like four lines in this movie, and he is throwing high heat every time. That was under Jim Rowe. First Trump, of all, was it? what was, was, what, was what was up with the mustache? No. What was up with the mustache? Like, it was like they half did costume. You know, like they were like starting to put the mustache on. They were like, no, wait, just leave it there. That's perfect. Like, don't even put the whole one on anymore. He was like two steps close to like throwing off a, uh, a, a Nazi kind of look. <laughs> He was crazy. You remember? You remember what I'm talking about? When was, was the Jim Rome, Jim Everett? What? what they had I to be right before that. Right before that. Right before that. Five. I'll say ninety-five ish. So this movie came after. Yeah. So they're trying to like reenact. Yeah, totally. it was totally 
Jim Rome yeah. character that John McGinley was playing. Uh, 1994. Came, yeah. So John McGinley, John McGinley, you know, he's a Oliver Stone guy. He was in uh, Platoon. It feels weird. He was you, in Platoon. Can you please add the C? Because you were just saying John McGinley just sounds like a different person. <laughs> John C. McGinley, please. John C. McGinley <laughs> was also in Platoon, if you don't, if you remember. So he definitely does Milder Stone movies. Don't forget the C. And John McGinley sounds like you know, like the lead <laughs> captain of the Scottish rugby team. It doesn't sound like the actor from Scrubs and Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his character was pretty funny, actually. I, I kind of got into him. He had one line though that was really uh, absurd. It was, uh, what was it? It was. I know when he did the interview with. Uh... Oh, he called him a gladiator poet. When when he, when he first uh, when Jamie Foxx's character first had a good game. Yeah. He goes, "Oh my God." This gladiator poet. I'm like, yeah, people talk like that. <laughs> like, does anybody know what the fuck he's talking about? Well, a gladiator another, poet. That's another thing too. Is so they sh- in the beginning they show him up in a bo- skybox, you know, the reporters, and he's got like you know the signature. I don't know if it was like uh, a pencil in his mouth or a cigar in his mouth or whatever, and he's like typing on a computer laptop. But it was like an old time scene, like reporters sit there and like you know go play that, right? I mean, yeah. it was just so Oliver Stone's like trying to put this movie in it was supposed to be 2003 the schedule actually said 2003 but he had all his characters 1970-ish 60-ish you know Mm -hmm. sorry i'm looking up something uh let's talk about the ending we really haven't talked about the final football game and the the end credits yeah which a lot of people like the ending i can't stand it i can't stand it either so again so stupid trying to trying to Push it in NFL's face again. But is it illegal what they did? It's totally tampering. Well, all not, this is tampering. Well, first of all, like they don't announce that there's an expansion team until oh, the. Oh, end you of mean the-, the end? End? I thought you were going to talk about the last game. Well, of- we will talk about that. But we're going. Oh, you're talking about like the end? End? Okay. Yeah, we're going to go in uh, the last game. We're going also. backwards order here. We're going <laughs> to talk fine. about the end, end first, and then I'm like, what did he do illegal? So they're making a they're making a final speech and like thanking the coach for all his work and as a coach because they're going to get go move on to the offensive coordinator. And then, you, and then we hear uh, you can go in from there. I, mean, I just wanted to set it up. Well, there's no mention of an expansion in this league, in at all, like in this movie. And then the final scene, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know that expansion team in Albuquerque? Anything. That's I'll drink anything. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gene. Should you be any louder and <laughs> obnoxious? <laughs> sorry." Well, I don't even know what I was saying anymore because you're just fucking knob. I'm sorry. <laughs> you literally could just raise your hand and just you could just raise your hand. All you gotta do is just raise your hand and say, "I would like one." Yeah. No, but it, we don't have any more of what I was drinking. That's all. I could. I would have figured it out. You yeah, know, I would have. I would have got him a regular to copy. You, you think Joel has like LT's brain? What do you? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. We're talking about the last scene. He was, he was right there. He was treating me like a black quarterback. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it was uh... no mention of an expansion team at all in this movie. All of a sudden, in his retirement press conference, Al Pacino's like, "Hey, you know that Albuquerque team that is expanding this year? I'm gonna be the coach, the GM. Oh, and by the way, Willie Beeman, you know, I signed him. First of all, like him breaking the news about." Willie Beeman, who's probably like the most highly touted free agent in the last like 15 years, like 
in this press conference and not doing it as a big thing where they could have made some money and like uh, reporters them like themselves would be irate because they're not expecting that yeah. like reporters would like mutiny against Al Pacino in that moment. How does that work though? The I mean, how, you can't just like you just can't say, "Oh, I'm signing this guy." Well, there's a free agency can't. period at one point right. in the yeah. period, like we July, don't know. We don't July know. 1st. We don't know exactly when this was though either. Yeah, but it's just kind of crazy that like. Cameron Diaz is like, whoa, you're signing Willie Beeman? It's like, yeah, like if he's a free agent, shouldn't you also? Like, why is this a shocker? Like, you rather are like in talks with him to re sign, or you know he's going to sign elsewhere. So, like, him being like, I got Willie Beeman, they're like, oh my God, like he got Willie Beeman. Like, this should have been kind of already known. My second thought is expansion teams, like in the MLS, you have to like pay a fee and you have to do it like five years in advance. So, like, if you want to be an expansion team, we'll know when that team is starting and what team it is. Yeah, they kind of make it seem like Al Pacino got on the phone with the commissioner like right after he got fired and was like, hey, can we start an expansion team in Albuquerque and I coach? And they, Instead of a transfer. The commissioner's like, yeah, sure, why not? But, you know, that would make sense for this movie because this movie actually is three weeks. That's all it is. It's a three weeks. Like you were saying, the movie actually starts like week, yeah, whatever, 13 or whatever into the movie. So now to sit there and say right away, oh, we got an expansion team, boom, I got a new quarterback. Everything's mo- everything moves so fast in this movie. Well, she was also going to sell the team to LA. I don't think she was selling, she was just moving it. Moving mm-hmm. it to LA. Well, the LA are, they already have how many teams in mm-hmm. Miami would allow them to move the team from you think that would ever happen? A, a team be moved from she Miami saying to there LA? Were lo- well, there were loop- loopholes in the contract because the, like, they haven't uh, they haven't renovated the stadium, so she could have got out didn't, of it. Didn't they just win a Super Bowl four <laughs> like years two, ago? Yeah, like ninety six. Two, three years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is very just fan faces, very fickle. They just won the fucking Super Bowl. They're in the playoffs again, and there's nobody in the stands. How does Miami have good fans? Do they have like they sell out all the time? Is Miami I Dolphins? I mean, just from a. I mean, I. The Dolphins really haven't been relevant since Marino. Marino so you guys would right. be, you, you would know better than me. Well, or is it Florida? Well, any, like, team like that, any team in Florida, like Tampa Bay, and them, they, they don't well, really have true fans. It's well, all people that are visiting well, or you, living the down there half diff- the year. The NFL is different than all the other sports. When the NFL, if you win a Super Bowl in the NFL, you're going to sell out for the next three or four, four years easily. I mean, you're because people are going to. That's a sight, especially if you're in a playoffs. You know, all the time, and that's what it seemed like this team was. So they showed a stands. There's nobody in there. That was hard to believe that. No, you just want a fucking Super Bowl, so you you gotta yeah. have fans. I don't know. I I feel like uh, Florida. They're not true fans. They don't really give a fuck about sports. <laughs> but then again, you have another league. I'm I saying most people. The most NFL people is playing. Yeah, the Dolphins exist in this movie. True. As well. Okay, so yeah, I, I I take that back. You're right. It'd be like the XFL trying to compete. Just this did, this did not seem like the XFL. It seemed like they wanted to be the NFL, but that's just my view. I would have rather seen a movie about the XFL, but. Oh, based on like the players, it didn't seem like there was any like oh the quarterback on the Dallas Knights looked like, you know, like the quarterback of Cudahy High School. He just looked like some fucking dweeb. He didn't look like you know yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> so I don't know if like it you know like other than a few players, like it didn't look like uh, the highest of caliber. Yeah, athleticism in this league. <laughs> I mean, they all had big cocks. I can tell you that for sure. Well, that's the only prerequisite right. to play in the AFA. You have to have at least six and a half inches. I mean, when she walked in, when when uh, Cameron Diaz's character walked into the locker room and that dude black dude just, you know, just hanging out and just not moving and like talking to her like it's normal and his dick's to his knees at least. And that was like the only serious time I thought she did a good time acting where it was like she looked like she was not 
enjoying that at all. And I know that that she was. So I mean, the fact that she looked like she wasn't, that was her best acting of the movie. There's a part in this movie <laughs> where they show a shower scene where it's right before um, LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx get in that fight in the locker room. Yeah, which is a real fight. You know, they got that actually happened in, in, on the There's cassette. a dude with a hard on in a shower in the background. <laughs> and I'm Marty show paused this. it. And Look at Marty this. He paused it. Oh God! Why you? Sh- oh my God! He does. He's got a. He's got a semi. Gee? I wouldn't say that's a all. I, that's not a full blown. It's a semi. I saw it. It's, it's a semi. No, he got himself hard, and then he like waited a minute. Yeah. And like the come down is what you're seeing. So he's like he knew it was percent hard, but yeah. he was hard. Yeah. He was a hundred percent erect. <laughs> and this is a minute. He's like, wait, give me a minute. And then he's like, okay, now shoot. And yeah. it's like, yeah, 57%. No, if I'm walking in the shower with that right there. I bet you any like, money, because knowing, knowing these football hey, players, hey, I bet hey. you they all said, hey, real quick, everybody just stroke it real quick. <laughs> Do the helicopter real quick. Let's all fluff it up real quick just so we all look good. And then some guys, yeah. some guys are getting over aroused and they're like, hey, whoa. One whoa, hour. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, we want we wanted semis, not the full One thing. hour, 22 minutes and 55 seconds into this movie. <laughs> Got the Ben Affleck for all of our for all of our female for all of our female female listeners. If or you really want to pause right there, or male listeners, but that's a good pleasure it just, moment. It caught my eye. I was just like, "Whoa, wait, what the fuck did I just?" It see? would catch your eye. Yeah, <laughs> I was only I was only looking at Elizabeth Berkeley. I don't know about your ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do see like actual like Elizabeth a, a lot of her. You know. Oh my god. Her. Uh, I'm trying to be. Uh, you know. No, like uh, I'm trying to be uh, pleasant on my describing of in this movie Elizabeth Berkeley, but there is a scene when she's uh, riding Al Pacino where you see more than you know. Yep. Then meets you the see eye. more than butt cheeks. Let's just leave it at that. Yes, uh, and I, I look now. and I just want to tell you <laughs> I enjoyed that very. It's the director's cut is, is what you really want to watch. The director's cut. So can we talk about because this movie is two and a half hours, but there was like an initial three and a half hour cut. Yep. Can we? Uh, can we talk about that real quick? Sure. So the first thing I want to talk about with the stuff that was cut was Cameron Diaz. Now, in she's a husband in the stuff that was cut. Was it weird that she was asexual in this movie? Because I thought yeah. that was kind of odd that she's like not getting dicked down by anybody because well, she's way too hot to not be having sex. Yeah, and and and, and the fact <clears throat> that these these guys, everyone's hitting on her. You know, everybody's actually putting the moves on her, and she's just. But, but I guess if you're in that kind of role. You're in that position. You probably don't want to mess around with that. You know, you probably don't want to be looking like a whore when you're. you're the, well, especially no, if you're in contract yeah. uh, negotiations negotiations with the guy you're fucking. She's probably would, fun. she's probably, probably the one who's actually getting prostitutes. She's probably getting some male prostitutes. You know. Well, it's funny you said that when you first said that this movie was actually what did you say three and a half hours or three hours? And... It was first three and a half. Then it was cut to two forty five, and then the two forty five they cut down from two thirty. Yeah. When you first said that, I was like, it is. That game going to overtime because <laughs> that scene at the end for that, that last game went on forever. But I, bet you, but, but I, but I think that That's some of the motion. other plays, you know, there was probably maybe six plays during the whole game, you know? So, I mean, I bet you they had some of these games actually made more sense where they probably not slow, but they slow played a little bit more than what they had. It was just with. funny because they're showing the game and it's like, you know how like, um, not necessarily this movie, but some movies they have like this clock tick is like, you know, it goes yeah. down. But then as that's going, as the game's going on, then they show Anne Margaret and Cameron Diaz, like not making up, but like both trying to be 
Sorry, I wasn't sitting yeah, and drinking you know, with you every thing. game. So they're going back and forth, huh? and there's like one play going on when this is going on. And if you're an owner of a team and an owner's wife, it's like you, those moments are, it's not, you should be happening right now. No. Second uh, thing that was cut Jim Caviezel, who plays uh, Jesus Christ in yeah. The Passion, was Al Pacino's son in this film, like his like uh, long lost son. And they like rekindle in the movie in like 20 minutes of just Al Pacino trying Hanging to get back into Jim Caviezel's life. Are they going out to dinner or something like that? And then the, that was like, in the uncut version. Or <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing that you like, said that is, I saw when I, talking about when I was cut. <laughs> when I was, I look- know, but at first I'm like, they did show a picture of him looking at a yeah. picture of his kids or something, right? I think that was like from 20 years ago, like before okay. he became like a head coach. I know, coach. but then I'm thinking, was there like another cut in that I missed? Because I thought fucking cut in. I saw thing. when I looked at the cast, I saw his picture on there. I go. He wasn't the back of the first backup quarterback, was he? Like I don't even know who I don't remember seeing him. I forgot who the first. Was backup Jesus quarterback Christ, was. the backup quarterback? Why would you put that fucker in? <laughs> I mean, if I had Jesus Christ as my backup quarterback, that fucker's starting. Tom Sizemore was in this movie. His character was cut. What? what do you think, Tom Sizemore? What do you th- what do you think his character was? Well, what would be great? I know it wasn't, but what would be great is he's like the janitor, like the towel guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is, he's this like is, picking up towels and yelling this is at people. This 1999, so he's still pretty active. This and is healthy. a year after Saving Private Ryan. I would say I like a defensive player for the other team, another team. I just assumed he was her. Uh, her what was what was the uh, the old lineman's name? Madman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I assumed he was his coke dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Sizemore is the coke dealer that comes to the party and just has like one scene, and he's just a. Uh, He's like Alfred Molina and Boogie Nights, just on that type of level, of just fucking wild. But he's only on for a couple minutes. That's what I was expecting. Dude, what was he though? You know, it doesn't say. Mm. Yeah. You want to? Uh, let's get to segments. Let's do it. Golden Onion. My Golden Onion is uh, is LT. I said it earlier. He's. Wait, golden onion. No, golden onion is. I apologize. I confused the two. I confused the two. I apologize. My golden onion is actually Cameron Diaz, who plays this is the like worst. Deja vu. <laughs> Sorry. You know what's funny is this last. I didn't want to jinx it, but like last week, neither of you fucked up the like the, so the segments at all. And I was like, what are the odds we get two in a row? <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Okay, Cameron Diaz though. I'm saying Cameron Diaz. I just don't she's the only to me the one that I couldn't get with the whole time. I just she wasn't real, a real character. Um I'm gonna go with uh Anne Margaret. No, you know what? Anne yeah. Margaret, she's, the, she's Wait, the best. Hold on. Yeah, but she I don't the whole drunken character. I thought you were gonna go with the penis of like the guy that was <laughs> too small. <laughs> um, no, I just it just you know me. I just hate this like uh, cliche shit and yeah. the whole cliche of an owner's there was wife, none of that in this movie. <laughs> she's just yeah. the drunk old, the drunk, drunk old wife. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't care about the game. She's petting her dog and she's petting her dog and it's like my dog's here and yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Anne Margaret. I'll stick with it. So before I give my golden onion, I'd like to give a honorable mention. Uh, golden onion is John C. McGinley's comb over. <laughs> he talked about his mustache. I think the hair is even worse. He was good. No, it, was, it was nice. How he traded in the curls for that is a real shame. <laughs> but my true golden onion is Al Pacino's jambalaya. Al Pacino threw jambalaya. Out- <laughs> 
Al Pacino throughout this movie is at a minimum at a 0.06 level of drunk. Like yeah. that's his sober is like four beers in. This man is constantly making wrong decisions. He reeks of alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> he just can't do anything right. You think I'm going to taste that man's jambalaya? <laughs> jambalaya. Jambalaya. Absolutely not. That had to be the most disgusting piece of food ever made. I don't know if I the believe that. The fact that Jamie, I, Jamie I, I would believe that Jamie some Fox of the best, that. Some of the best chefs are alcoholics and smokers. Some of the best chefs I know. I just so don't I trust don't Al Pacino's character that. in that movie. I don't know if I trust that. I, I don't trust that. Uh, Al Pacino's not sitting home making anything food-wise, so. I would fucking I can kill some jumbo I can make some jambalaya like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, next time you make jambalaya, please. And you got you gotta add the okra. The okra is the big jambalaya secret secret sauce right there, baby. Do you call it hoo ha jambalaya? <laughs> Huey Lewis Heart and Soul Award? That's what I was gonna go. LT. LT to me was the most realistic character in the movie, without a doubt. He he sold it to me. It's a tie between and Margaret's dog. <laughs> Felt sorry for that motherfucker to movie. Um, I'm gonna go with James Woods. <laughs> I love this character in this movie. I thought his was over top to me. I, I, oh no, shit! His, it was too on. over the top to me, man. It was not real. I do like how when he gets fired, <laughs> he doesn't care. No, he, so not only does he not care, but he like turns to one of the cheerleaders and like, "Come on, babe, yeah, yeah, we're fucking out of yeah. here." Stacy, come on, let's Stacey. go. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm just fucking you, like, because yeah, you yeah. were taking me out to nice dinners. I'm not gonna quit my You're nice job. You fire me. I'm taking a cheerleader Kay. with me. And, 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 and you mentioned this scene, Stacy. You mentioned the scene, and since we're gonna eventually get to our favorite lines. This is was his line after she said that. He goes, okay, stay, stay here and get fucked by 12 Neanderthals. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, that is my heart and soul. <laughs> Mine goes out to Anne Margaret's alcoholism in this film. <laughs> she, I think she drinks more than uh, Quint and Jaws. Like, she is just fucking loaded in this movie. <laughs> so that would be a cute couple. <laughs> <laughs> but they did... Her character did everything to over the top cliche. Other, I mean, they might as well just throw in the old hiccup, you know, like like they always show for the drunks, you know. But they didn't do that. She was way too hot to be an alcoholic, though. Like (laughs) Quentin Jaws, you could tell. Like, wasn't Robert Shaw like thirty in Jaws, but he looked like seventy because he was like fucking ripping. Like he was ripping two packs of cigs and and uh, drinking like a whole bottle of Jack a day. Like if Anne Margaret was drinking this much, she would look like fucking hell. Like she would look like. You know, Packard Avenue, sixty-year-old woman. Not, <laughs> you know, she looked like you know she was still fuckable, like in this movie. What's your favorite Anne Margaret movie? Uh, Tommy, when she's rolling around in beans Ooh, and chocolate. Oh, I, I, I don't think I, nobody's been sexier than than when Anne Margaret rolls around in beans. There's so many good ones. I'm, I'm gonna go with Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, that's an oldie, but she is. I think she's well, like she plays like a sixteen-year-old in that film. I think she's eighteen now. <laughs> Isn't she in like uh, what's the comedy? What's the comedy? What's the, what's the comedy she was in when she just she got reads her, at a older, sophomore older, level? Older, older though. Older. Magic. No, when she was a little bit older. The so more re- in the '90s one. Viva Las Vegas. That's older. Santa Claus Three. Santa Claus Three. That's what it is. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. Comedy. Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah, Martin Short. She like the entire that? movie is just trying to fuck. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole movie. It's just Martin Short just constantly like, I gotta fuck Aunt Margaret so bad. Like, <laughs> I have to. I gotta not like in the beginning. He wants to become Santa Claus. Whatever his name is, Jack Ross. Is that his name? Yep. 
You know, at minute 22, he just like he completely swerves and is like, "My mission now is to fuck Anne Margaret." Like there is. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, uh, shit. What, oh, Martin Short. My favorite Dennis Quaid movie is Inner Space. Oh, I love it. Have you guys ever seen that? Movie? Yeah, Mar- Martin Short and Dennis Quaid. Gene, man. put that on your list. With you ever seen Inner Space? Oh, oh my. Space. Okay. Yeah, that's. I like how we're just naming movies. I know. That. Like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> dude. That was a that was one that was a classic at oh, the Bushman House, man. Hell. We, we, that was funny. I'm pretty That's sure I made an space. inner space joke like three or four pods ago, and I got you probably did. I got can uh, I got it confused with vice versa. So. Oh, <laughs> you did? Yeah, you listen right. to the last like five pods, and you'll hear that mix up. <laughs> How was this person not in this movie? Well, I have a little bit of a whole pull. If you guys want to see yours first, I kind of got a I got a whole scenario Go here for it. you. Go. Okay, so John C. McGinley. <laughs> was in Pl- Platoon, and I think they should have just went with the whole Platoon cast. So I, I would have casted William DeVoe as the head coach. Ooh. I would have put, um, <laughs> I would have put Charlie Sheen as the head quarterback, the, the aging quarterback. I would have put uh, Lewis Whitaker as the the head defensive coach. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have put Johnny Depp as the wide receiver. <laughs> That's just my goal, man. I mean, if you do that and you have those real actors in here, man, this movie would have been ten times. Do you better. say Lewis Whitaker? Oh, what's it? Or did you Forrest, say Forrest Whitaker? Did I say Lewis Whitaker? <laughs> Isn't that a boxer? I don't know. I'm like, no, Forrest so Whitaker. Myself, Forrest Whitaker is the head. Like, is the, is the head defense. Like, I think Lewis Whitaker was the closer for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1993. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking of myself. Like, Forrest Whitaker. Lewis Whitaker. <laughs> this might be the third time you put Forrest Whitaker in. By the way, um, I think as a coach. James Wood would have been a good coach instead of his character, but um, real quick, real quick, I just yeah. thought about this: William DeVoe as head coach, but in the Boondock Saints character, <laughs> the gay cop oh character. My God. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that would be awesome. Yeah, would be, yeah, you're right. I can't top that now. Jesus, that was that'd be fucking perfect. So for the first time, I don't have a how was this person on this movie because every single person was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was hookers. There were leatherheads. Why a title was in this movie? Like everybody was in this movie. There was a fucking alligator. Where's this guy keeping this alligator during the game? It's in his locker during the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So that alligator's got to be like pent up like ready to fucking be n- attack that's, that's almost as nuts as Dahmer keeping heads in his uh ambrosia chocolate locker <laughs> again this is not brought up and we said one of the most over top parts of this movie by the way i love that old lineman he's in um he's in, a lot of he's in uh, necessary roughness and the program he's like mm-hmm. uh he's like the meathead in both those he's in uh he's like a nazi in higher learning he always plays like the meathead the meathead guy and he's yeah. great but, in every but, role He's like a great character actor, and he and he's getting paid. I wonder what 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 he what his uh he probably hasn't been anything lately, but I bet you he's got some money built up from those. He's, he's in, probably like he's in, in like, big movies. I say he he probably ended up like doing like Sons of Anarchy because he's got like that big you mm-hmm. know brooding character type of role. C word of the movie. I mean, I said it in the beginning, it's the same word cock. There's just this movie was all about cock. My C word is the C word, and it is Mrs. Rooney, <laughs> Dennis Quaid's wife. Actual C word, okay. Yeah. 
You just uh, said Dennis Quaid's wife, and you made me think another guy who's, who should have been in this movie was his brother Randy Quaid as like the janitor. <laughs> you got janitor. You got like twelve janitors in this movie. <laughs> I think every time we do this, you're like a janitor. Come on, Randy Quaid. Like he knows he he like picks out like all. There like are the... probably at least like five to ten janitors at the in the stadium. <laughs> he goes got to be at least ten. Joel goes, goes to the garbage and finds like little bags of coke and stuff. It like just that. happens that each one is like a wise janitor <laughs> every whole time. Joel, Joel so badly wants a movie about janitors, and he's just like the twelve wise janitors. Is the sequ- Is that your sequel to this? Don't be like beaten off to like the janitor. You movie. just made me think of a whole Uh-oh. idea. Me and Logan are going to do a whole series on janitors. janitors. The janitor. You should go to like different schools and just interview janitors. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what you do is you say, "Who would you? What? Uh, who would you like to play you?" In a movie <laughs> to each janitor. <laughs> See what they say. Tom Cruise. <laughs> my C word of the movie, uh, my C word goes out to Al Pacino. And he is uh, full of Cialis in this movie because <laughs> that's the only way he could get it up for Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely no, I mean, at that age in general, but then to be that much of a drinker, never happened. It would, he wouldn't get hard to save his life, dude. Whiskey dick on 24-7. How old do you think he is in this movie? Too fucking tired. Too fucking old. Well, how, old how old was he in real life? Was too he like old. 78? Was he 78 in real life when he filmed this? I mean, how, how old was he? 70-something? He's probably like 60s. In 99? Yeah. Right? He's probably early 60s. Okay. Yeah. He's young <laughs> yeah. for an NFL coach nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah, we have like 21-year-olds coaching. Is this in the pantheon of football movies for you? And when we talk about pantheons, we'll say like top top five because there's a lot I think of football I, movies. It's not. I don't like the movie, but I think from a realistic standpoint, it's in the top five. As far as what I like, I'm more of a comedy football guy. I, I don't I don't need to see the the real terror and shit of football. And then also, I liked uh, Brian's song. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I go for the three comedies and then like Brian's song. I mean, I like the emotion in my football movies. Uh, I would say it's a it's a good football movie. Not in my top five, probably not my top ten. I, I mean, the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds, great, great movie. Great movie. That is a, a, a top five. Uh, North Dallas Forty, top five. Um, I loved uh, I loved uh, um, oh my goodness. Okay, the college football one with with, with um. We are Marshall. Yeah, not no, not the not, not the guy, the the one with uh, Denzel Washington. That's Remember the Titans. Yeah, I like Remember the Titans. Titans. You don't like Remember the Titans? Yeah, it's fine. I, mean, I think that was a powerful. I wouldn't movie. put it top five because, like, for me, I have three for sure. Like, Heaven Can Wait, easily the best oh, football movie ever made. The original. Yeah, I, I actually yes. like Heaven okay. Can Wait too. That was with what's his name that just died, right? James Conn was in that, right? No. Um, who was the who played who played the? Ah, uh, god damn it! What's this? He was famous back then. Uh, they screwed up the just screwed up the Oscars. Just, that's the Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah, Warren Beatty. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why did I think James Conn? That's actually a good movie. You were thinking of um, Brian Song. Brian Song, but yeah. yeah, okay, but I mean, still, it's the same kind of character. So for me, it's Heaven Can Wait. It's Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues to me is probably like a top, not only a top five football movie, but might be a top five movie of all time because of how. T- Varsity Blues might have the hottest high school ever 
is between Allie Larder and Amy Smart, and then you have James Vanderbeek and Paul Walker. Like, mm. they, too hot of a high school. See, when, that, about came, when oh, that came out, John Boyd is a I coach. Was, I was, I wasn't. In, you came. It came out while you were in high school, right? Varsity Blues came out when I was five. Really? Yes. It came out what? What year? Ninety-nine. So I was. Cassie, okay, I I, I'm out of college already. You know, I graduated in college in '97. So like, Varsity Blues seemed so. So American Pie-ish when American, you know, like even American Pie, I was already too old. Like I liked it; it was funny, but it was not. It was it was it was not my it's humor. It's just anymore. so absurd. It's not for the humor; it's just the absurdity so, of. I, I I like Varsity Blues, but you know that um, one of those movies when they knock off other movies, you know, what I'm talking about like yeah, so that parody movies. Yeah, so the whole scene where you know the concussion scene they do <laughs> and the whipped cream scene. <laughs> so now. I can't watch Varsity Blues without thinking of that shit. It makes me laugh. You know, I'm t- you know what I'm t- saying. Gene I'll be honest with you. Now that I'm thinking about it, Varsity Blues is another one. I would, if it was on TV, I would, I would. Yeah, you're not not watching some of these the, other the movies. Some of these other movies, even if they're great movies, I probably wouldn't sit there and watch it. Like I would, I wouldn't even watch it again. I can't believe you two are not even. Like, remember of, the Titans? I just said I think it was a great well, movie, but I wouldn't watch it again. I would oh, watch. Uh, here, uh, those are my two, and then three is Waterboy. I was oh, going to say, oh Water how am I, I for not forgetting these yeah, movies? So Waterboy's three. Waterboy's my number one, Th- probably. Then I have to put Draft Day four, because Draft Day is along the lines of Varsity Blues, where it's like, it's such an so absurdly insane. bad movie so insane, that yeah. it, you have to, it's, it's, it's a re, like, it, you have to watch it when it's on. So then it comes down to like, well, Friday Night Lights, other than Tim McGraw being like the drunk father, like it's a good movie, but the mm. TV show is a little bit better. Like We Are Marshall, like, I think this might be my fifth favorite football movie, mm-hmm. just because of the absurdity. Yeah. Rudy! Oh my God! How is Rudy not in the top you ruined, five? Ever? You actually ruined Rudy for me. So, <laughs> so Rudy might be my top five. I mean, I I, so, I, always, I always get a little cry. Joel, me and uh, Gene, and we have to go to a Navy uh, Notre Dame game in Notre Dame. Oh yeah, and Navy was winning pretty much the whole game. I was had a few cocktails Drinks. in me, and, and you started asking for Rudy. You started. We're, I'm for Rudy. in the. I'm walking up and down the stadium all night, just like. <laughs> yeah it's funny the first or second time but like by the 89 time it's like all right shut the fuck up like you beat the joke if i was there with you we would have been obnoxiously bad we would have really got i also thought you were gonna get murdered because navy was they won that game like they manhandled Notre dame that game i'm like all right he's like now it's like it was funny at the beginning but like Somebody might actually like sucker punch you here. Dude, these Notre Dame kids are fucking pussies. They're well, not yeah, going to do anything. That, They're a bunch of Christians. Yeah, they are. Real yeah. quick, I know we're running out of time. Uh, did you guys see the movie Concussion? Because I have not. Speaking of this movie. It's a pretty boring movie. Yeah. It's, okay. it's Will Smith, right? Yeah. When he's like a doctor or some it's a t- shit. It, it's like a really unmemorable I, I, movie. I'm thinking football movies, but it's not. It's a bad um, movie, yeah. Okay. As soon as I saw Will Smith as a doctor, I'm like, unbelievable. Not going to happen. Okay. Do you have a prequel, sequel, remake for this movie? You know mine, it's James Woods. <laughs> How he got to the point of casino to here as a doctor. <laughs> That's a doc. Um, I don't. I mean, I would. I wouldn't mind of seeing that. Actually, I would see a whole movie on season two or see his first season at Albuquerque. Um, Willie Beeman in Albuquerque because I think it's going to be a fucking shit show. It's going to be. They're going to be awful. What? He's gonna be running around team. and getting yeah. sad. Like, it's gonna be like cops be pulling like, him over all the time. He's gonna turn into uh, what's the dude's name from Washington, the black quarterback that was out of RG three. 
Yeah, RG three. It's gonna be RG three story. Well, the thing he's is, get, other like, than he's gonna get sacked twice and he's done. Other than like the his Vegas, arm, he's, he's already saying my shoulder sucks. You already said it. Other than the Vegas Golden Knights, like no expansion team has success like in the first couple of years. So you know they're gonna be just absolute trash. And I would say, what I think would be kind of funny is that there's this shitty third straight like uh, division three white quarterback that's the backup for Albuquerque. And once he goes down, this guy becomes like the Doug Flutie again of, of life. And he's throwing 90 mile, you know, 90, 90 yard bombs and just they end up Albuquerque wins the whole championship. They it win the whole fucking did thing. seem like Al Pacino had free reigns under the previous ownership of Cameron Diaz's dad. So maybe like a prequel where Al Pacino is like 30 and he's 35, like first year in the league, just doing, you know, blow and, Calling run plays because that just seems like he had free reign and like he could do no wrong, but he was doing a lot of wrong. But the owner like stuck with him. So for some reason, yeah. Um, favorite quote? I think I'd use mine. You did. I did use mine. I, think I don't have one. I don't have a favorite quote, but I do want to talk about a quote. And Al Pacino does have like for as bad of a coach he is, he does have good speeches. But can we talk about the like the final speech? Because, like, for as great of a speech it is, the first part of it is kind of wild, no? Where he's, like, he's, like, bring it on in, guys. Like, I'm, I'm a say. fucking loser. <laughs> I, I fucking, my, my family left me. I'm an alcoholic. This is the exact quote. <laughs> this is the point. It's like an <laughs> AA meeting. <laughs> Take a look at my little gun. I've chased, this is his exact quote. I've chased off anyone who's ever loved me. Like, now, if I was in the locker room, I'd be like, oh. coach, what the fuck is this going? Like... <laughs> Are we talking about the game? Are you going to give us a pop-up speech? Like, I fucking blew away all my money. Everyone that's ever loved me left me. It's like, all right, coach, where's this headed? Like, <laughs> L Cool J reaches around and starts giving him a fucking handy. <laughs> Sorry, coach. Do we have uh, reviews for this movie? We do not have any reviews, but this week we're going to go to the mailbag Q&A. How about that? Here we go. We got. Uh, you, didn't op- you didn't open it yet. You have to open. You have to open the letter. You have to open the envelope. Okay, there you go. Just want to make sure it's open okay. properly. This is from DPX2. After listening to your Dirty Dancing and Roadhouse movie episodes, <laughs> it sounds like Marty is seriously in love with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Any thoughts? I think we need. I think we need to cover Ghost next. <laughs> Yes, you caught me. I am a closet Patrick Swayze fan. Who isn't? Okay, this one is from Jigsaws. And I believe this happens. <laughs> the, the murder? <laughs> the solver? This happens the Halloween every episode. Q&A. It's, when are you going to do the movie The Room? Never. Never, according to Gene. But it's it's been it. done too much, kind of like. Who wants to throw in that joke? Been done too much, kind of like. I'm good. A loompa loompa loompa. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. Uh, this is from Paperboy. You guys, you guys do a lot of scary movies. What is your worst fear? Whoa. What probably is you, your worst? Are you two drinking too much during this podcast? <laughs> I was gonna say, I know what Gene's worst fear is. <laughs> that is it. She's like, how the fuck are they gonna fuck up this one? My my worst fear is probably um worst fear. I don't know, man. I, I have a fear of heights, so I don't know. <laughs> when I think of worst fear is it's something really high. 
My know. worst fear is that people don't love me. Please love me. Please like me. Oh, I, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one here. Are you guys really drinking when doing this podcast? <laughs> or you just have trouble talking? <laughs> That one is from Cheryl Lee. Wow, that was very. Oh, that's a great question. Um, (laughs) A little bit of both. We are the best actors ever if we are not drinking. (laughs) I mean, Gene, Dennis Hopper, fuck you, man. We are the (laughs) we are the stars. Basically, she's asking if we have very low IQs, I think. Somewhere between (laughs) Anne Margaret and Al Pacino level of drunk in this movie. Do you recommend uh, this movie, Drunk Higher Sober? Do not do acid because it's already oh. an acid trip. So don't do not do acid because yeah. if you do acid, you will not be coming back after this movie. This is not going to – this will be a bad, bad situation. Yeah, I, I've never done ecstasy, so I don't know if – But you have watched Any Given Sunday, which is <laughs> – Yeah, so I'm thinking <laughs> – Have you ever masturbated eight times in a day? <laughs> <laughs> if you have, you have done ecstasy. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. What about seven and a half? Seven and a half, you're close. It's like yeah, you did a half a pill. <laughs> Gene, any thoughts on that? On jerking off eight times in a day? <laughs> no, but I <laughs> I would recommend probably like mixing an energy drink watching this movie. Oh, this is a long good movie. Call, good this call, is a two yeah. and a half hour good long call. ass movie. That are, flies that, by, that, but... that are a bump. Whatever you whatever you choose to do. Whatever's <laughs> yeah, your whatever's would, your yeah, whatever's your game. Get yourself two Red Bulls. I did the bump. It's it faster, doesn't. But. It doesn't like feel like a two and a half hour movie, but I mean, oh, it is yeah. a two and a half hour yes. movie. Good call on that one. So somehow, right. Tire of Tiny Town was a fifty three minutes, and it felt like the same length as <laughs> this <laughs> movie. So what's going on for the next movie? That's what I'm interested. All in. All right. So now we're getting into Halloween territory. So for the next couple, I think we'll do right because we'll yeah. do two um, more at least. Yeah, we're going to do the 1988 movie. It's called Hack O Lantern. Hack O Lantern. It's free on uh, Tubi and I think YouTube. I think it's on both Tubi and YouTube, but it's free. So, um, yeah, it's a fucked up movie. And I actually uh, remember a porn movie kind of like that. It was called Jack, Jack O <laughs> Jack Jack on Lantern. Remember that? Do that in two weeks. That <laughs> was a bad joke. Yeah. I know it didn't come out right no. either. <laughs> Working after was sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah, play it out. I'm done. All right. Peace out, everybody. I love football on TV. Shots of Jimmy hanging with my friends and twins. Yeah! <laughs>